Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Edup Experience podcast, where we make education your business. What a um, honor it is to be here today. Hopefully, you won't hear me talking uh, very much because uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, even though I do talk a lot, but anyway, that's a story for another podcast. Um, we he are here today, um, and it's a very, very important day. We have Erica Moore with us, Dr. Erica Moore, and I'm going to give her the whole sound effect clap in a minute. Uh, but uh, we, Erica Moore, if for anybody who doesn't know, she is the Vice President for Indigenous Institutional Transformation at the American Indian Higher Education Consortium. And um, she works with today's tribal colleges and universities. And er Dr. Erica Moore has been a guest and a guest co-host now. And we said, Erica, who's interviewing all these amazing tribal college and university presidents? Um, and she's like, nobody is. And I said, well, why don't you do it? And so we're just here today to, to have another episode in what uh, we are considering a mini-series within the Edup Experience podcast, um, interviewing today's tribal college and university presidents. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the microphone, Dr. Erica Moore. Erica, welcome back. That intro was um, long and had absolutely no direction, but here we are. We got to the point, which is you. <laughs> Ty Glay, good day, everyone. Um, thank you for the introduction, Joe. Um, the home for inviting us back, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. So we can how, bring in. Oops. Yeah, tell tell me honestly, how much convincing did it take uh, to get you to host your own mini series about TCU's? Because you're kind of like uh, me, but you know, you're so good on the microphone. <laughs> well, you're still on the episode, so it should tell you that I'm having a very difficult time hosting by myself. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to emotionally prepare. I but have a I feeling <laughs> with the guests that you brought today that you're going to be just fine. Um, sounds like we're going to have a little bit of fun along the way. If you could hear the pre-recording, uh, you would know why I say that. But but I think things will go smooth today. Um, I'm going to bring them to the microphone now so they have enough time uh, and enough space to get out uh, all the great work that they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, see how we can make these mistakes and keep rolling. Welcome first to the microphone. Her name is President... Dr. Helen Montgomery, or President Montgomery, or Dr. Helen Montgomery, and she's the president at Leech Lake Tribal College in Minnesota. Helen, how are you? Good. How are you, everyone? And thanks for having me. That was like three introductions in one, because I was unsure how to get your title in the right order, so I just gave you all three. That's perfect. President okay, Dr. Good. Helen, oh, Mrs. President Doctor. <laughs> when I go back and listen, I'm going to go, oh my God, you're such an idiot, Joe, but that's okay. Um, and... President Anna Shepard from White Earth Tribal Community College, also in Minnesota. Anna, welcome to an microphone. How are you? Bonjour. I'm good. And I'm excited to have this conversation today. So thank you for this platform to share our experiences. Well, that's exactly what this is, a platform. Erica, it's my time to get out of the way. So I'm going to hand this over to you to have an amazing conversation with these two great presidents. Thanks, Joe. Uh, you know, as Joe mentioned, if you listen to the pre-recording, we have a lot of fun <laughs> our discussions. Unfortunately, we can't air most of them. So it is also why I chose um, to reach out to President Shepard and President Montgomery. Um, we have great storytelling and laughs when we are together. Um, they're just amazing women doing great work. And the first episode, I had two presidents that had been long-term serving presidents. They have been in the work, the tribal college movement for decades. And so I thought it would be interesting to have like the parallel, um, you know, presidents that have been serving less than 10 years um, or at least around that area and talk about, or just kind of see what those differences for you are um, when you look at what the next circle of the tribal college movement will be. Um, from fresh eyes. Uh, I'll go with President Shepard first. Okay. So, <laughs> um, thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so I um, serve as the president up at White Earth Tribal Community College. It's located in Monoman, Minnesota. Um, I've been president for a little over two years, about six months I was interim. And then I was selected um, for the presidents um, in July of 2022. 
So yeah, it's been a definite um, learning experience, but a fun one. And so, you know, the team is ready. They have my vision. Um, the president's cabinet um, supports me. And so we just move quickly and forward. So we're excited with all the possible changes. One of the things that is a huge push for us is we want to get our AA 100% online. And so that's going to be a huge one. And so Plus, we have our great big HLC accreditation happening here this upcoming fall. So we're going to try to juggle all that together. So, yeah, and we have some other things that we're working on, too, working with um, our LEAs and getting um, um, college in the high school, you know, even though we know the concurrent enrollment. But if I say college in the high school, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Right. Um, so we're, we're excited. We're possibly going to get two LEAs involved with that one. We already have a lot of students coming in with PSEOs. Um, and so now that we're exploring that um, concurrent enrollment, we actually have a couple of schools who are reaching out to us and wanting to have that initial conversation to see what we can do um, and have that option. And then vice versa, you know, once we get to the, 100% online, we can look at maybe doing some distance education for some of those courses that wouldn't have the full, you know, 20 plus students that we could partner these LEAs to work together. And so, because um, we know out in the rural Minnesota, you know, classes tend to be smaller. We're a small institution ourselves. Right now, our enrollment is 130 students. So we're having a little bit of an incline. And so um, we do anticipate um, once we get to that AA 100% online, that will help us. And so right now too, we're part of the pilot program. I believe all Minnesota TCUs um, and what they're doing is working with local um, high schools and they have um, a list of institutions that they can look at for college and they can select who they're interested. And so the last time we ran it, we had over 200 students um, who showed interest, but oh, wow. once they went out to us, yeah. So once they find out, you know, that they are excited, but housing is an issue for us. And so, um, you know, that goes from students to faculty staff. And so it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And so we're, we tend to be more of a commuter campus. Um, you know, last time I ran that about 70% are coming from one town or more away. And wow. out of that 70%, half is coming 30 plus miles away. And students mimic the same thing. Um, even our reservation, you know, we're located on White Earth. We are the largest um, um, reservation in Minnesota. So just to go from our village in Monoman over to Pine Point in good roads, it's going to take you about an hour and a half, you know. Oh, goodness. Um, and we know it's not good roads right now. So um going to take you a little bit longer to do that. So, yeah, so that's just it in a nutshell. And um, and I know you'll probably want to ask me more questions. And so, yeah, I have I have so many. But first, I want to make sure um, to let you know that you should reach out to my team with AHAC um, to support you through your audit or review with uh, accreditation. We can support. Um, awesome, because, yep, we definitely um, are doing that. And so Helen has offered also, or I should say President Montgomery, sorry, um, to help us out too. So we're excited about that one. I'm just so used to not this formal title because we always call each other. Um, um, she came on a few months before me. And so um, the nice thing about that is I was able to reach out to her and um, she originally, you know, really helped me along and, you know, um, and just had questions, you know, that I could bounce. And even still to this day, I'll randomly text her, call her and, um, and she'll give me some sound advice. So I appreciate that. I love that. I think uh, we do not mind if you refer to each other as Anna and Helen. Um, I think that brings up a really important discussion as new presidents or, you know, newer TCUs, like younger TCUs in the tribal college movement. How do you find that support? And this can be for either one of you, um, how do you find that support within your communities, with the AHAC board, the fellow, your fellow presidents, um, or do you feel like that's an area that even uh, AHAC and the TCUs can help improve to to be better mentors and relatives to one another? And anyone can answer. Yeah, well, and I kind of alluded to this already, but when I came on, is I knew I definitely needed you know my contacts, my peers. And so we have set it up right now. Um, 
we do monthly um, meetings where we just meet online via Zoom. And, um, you know, it's just the Minnesota TCU presidents. Um, we have one that's usually a little bit busy. So he he's hit and, hit and miss. Um, but it's just a nice time where there's no agenda just to come on. Um, one, to support each other, see, you know, where we're at. You know, maybe someone has, you know, something that they want to share, really positive news or bounce an idea off us. And so I... I really appreciate that. And so it's nice and vice versa. You know, if I have questions, I definitely reach out to AHAC um, and, you know, they definitely give me that response back, you know, vice versa. Maybe they put it out to all the um, 34 TCUs across the nation and, um, and we'll get that information back. So that's kind of nice to have our peers, but then, um, but I also like that, you know, in Minnesota, you know, it's going to be more relevant to us. And so, yeah. And so we'll talk a little bit more um, about a united front myself, President Montgomery and President King did with the Minnesota legislator last session. So and that was huge. And so oh, um, I'm excited yeah. about that. But I'll bounce it to President Montgomery if she wants to chime in on this. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts. So I forgot what the original question was. I was just busy being envious of all the accomplishments that Anna has made in her college. Um, and, but, but really, I think that, you know, it's really important. And I, and I, I don't know who will be listening to this podcast, but I hope that, you know, women listen to this podcast and young women listen to this podcast. And it's really important to address all of this intersectionality here that we have going on. And I am married to a social worker, so I use the term intersectionality a lot. Uh, but but really, you know, you know, we're talking about female leaders in spaces where females are frankly not as listened to, not as considered, not as you know, uh, viewed as authority figures. Uh, in fact, you know, we just had a meeting um, yesterday with a vendor and it was me uh, and my two of my leadership staff and both were male. And so when they came into a room, they assumed that one of them was the president. And, oh you know, I felt like I needed to like say something or do something to be more presidential. So where I'm going with this is, you know, Anna and I and, and all really all TCU presidents, we are isolated from our colleagues. Uh, right. There are not, you know, there isn't a tribal college right next door. There are colleges and universities right next door. And many of them also are rural and also have, you know, smaller budgets or smaller enrollments. But they're not tribal colleges. They they face slightly different or sometimes completely different challenges and completely different budgets and completely different capacity issues. And so I think one of the the very important things I think that AHEC can do and the very important things that women can do for themselves and each other is support each other in leadership spaces. Um, and so that's been my promise to myself, you know, when I at some point I realized I'm going to be in leadership roles. Like I've, I've reached a time in my life where I'm just going to be in leadership roles now. And this is what I, apparently I do. I was just studying to be a quiet little researcher. I didn't ever plan on this, but right. you know, here it is. And, and, you know, so, so when I first came into my role, my, my situation was similar to Anna's. I started in May of 2021 as interim president. Um, I didn't really become um, plan to become the president of the college. Um, eventually I became the president of the college after a little bit less than a year. So I've been in this position for what about two and a half, three years or so. And um, and so my, so I reached out to Stephanie Hammett who passed away and it has been invaluable to me who was the president of Fond du Lac uh, Tribal mm -hmm. and Community College. And I remember I, I reached out to her in a complete freak out because I didn't really understand our budget you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's not that I don't understand budgets, I, I do like money. And I like, you know, even looking at my checkbook and balancing it. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, a $4 million budget, I didn't, you know, I was just so scared. And so she walked me through it, she took the hour, or whatever it took out of her life. And so, again, when Anna reached out to me, in a similar situation, not about budgets, Anna's great with budgets, by the way. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, but, you know, about something I, I knew that, you know, I have to support this woman in a leadership position because I know what it feels like. So I really hope that, you know, even if one or two people hear this, you know, the message that I have for women in leadership is we have to support each other in these spaces. We cannot tear each other down. We cannot present not a united front. We have to support each other in these leadership spaces. And I'm not downplaying the role of men in leadership. I've had wonderful male mentors, but I think that female leaders understand the daunting feeling of walking as a leader into a male space. And I think that, you know, being the leader of a tribal college and being so remote and so isolated from colleagues and people, peers, essentially, is difficult. Um, and and so, and I, I'm hoping that AHEC will also develop, and I know AHEC does have, and also will continue to develop more support mechanisms for presidents in general, for new presidents, because tribal colleges tend to have a little bit of a higher uptick in uh, um, leadership rollover, but also for specifically for female presidents as well. So that's kind of my hope, you know, as we move into the future um, and I move move into my role. And, and you know, I know we're going to talk, so probably going to touch on kind of the next uh, iteration of AHEC. And so, um, um, you know, so, so I thought I'd put that out there. Yeah, that was excellent. I think... <clears throat> Well, you brought up many important things, but I think one thing that you said, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't value our male counterparts or colleagues, right? I don't think it has to be either or, but I think it is really important. We understand the historical context. We know that statistically speaking, tribal governments, typically male dominated boards over our colleges are often male dominated. Um, the states and the federal governments uh, um, that we have to work with are often male dominated. So it, it sounds President Montgomery and, and President Shepard as brand new presidents, you have not only experienced just sort of that like lateral oppression that a woman would feel in high, the higher education systems, but there's also this uniqueness to tribal colleges that you also will have to work with a tribal government, a state government, and a federal government. And so on top of the intersectionality of gender, how how do you feel that your engagement or relationships with the tribal and state have um, played into your successes with um, within your communities or at your tribal colleges? And AHAC focuses on federal. So I wanna just kind of get your perspective, especially coming from Minnesota, there's so many things um, so many changes going on within the higher education system in Minnesota. So any perspective you have on working with a tribal government that charters your institutions and or the state that impact um, your day-to-day -day work? Yeah, well, I can start this one. So with the tribal government, um, we do definitely have our charter set up with them, you know, that they've agreed to, um, you know, be our governing body for us. And so they also do help us, you know, um, every year by giving us an allocation. And so, which is awesome. So that definitely helps, you know, um, pay for a lot of the benefits that we have for our, our staff members, you know, which is huge because if you look at our counterparts, especially where I'm located, if you go 35 to 60 miles away, they're getting paid a heck of a lot more, you know, um, versus, you know, even our adjuncts, you know, that was something that we had to talk about recently, you know, we didn't have it budgeted, but we knew we had to up that because um, um, we knew that we were competing with some of those, even though they live in our community, they're willing to travel to go to them. Um, so that's always, you know, kind of, you know, hard. And so when you look at our charter, it says that, you know, that we will meet with them yearly, but we actually meet more often. We do quarterly. And so um, we can go to their tribal council meeting and present, or we can do a written report. And so, um, you know, usually a written report um, works the best for me because one, you can be concise. And then, you know, I, cause it's, it's very busy, you know, um, working at tribal community college, you know, it's just like, a community college um we wear many many hats and so for me to take almost a full day it's really hard because i get behind and so that's why i like to do that um 
report but there's sometimes where you have to because like you whether you're going to present you know like I went to them to ask for funding we didn't get it but I did present um to get you know our trades building so that's something that we continue to do because if you look at our survey data that is something that is much needed in our community and vice versa on our reservation um and then going to the state this is really an awesome historical time that we just experienced um so like i alluded earlier myself president montgomery and president king you know so from you know whiter tribal community college leak lake tribal college and then red lake nations college We work together to work with our legislative body um, to get us on the Minnesota higher education budget. So starting this year, we are each getting $1 million from the state Okay, and where that's is going the to sound go effects forward. go? And so, yeah, so we're super excited about that one. We're still working on the, on the budget. Um, this last year was a perfect year for Minnesota it was a trifecta. We had, you know, Democratic House, Democratic Senate, and Democratic, you know, um, governor's office. And so a lot of things went down the pipeline. And my understanding is there's over 3000 bills that were passed. And so they're a little bit swamped. And so, um, so we just got noticed, I think it was in October, November, you know, it was supposed to be started implemented July. Um, but we just got the initial contract. So that's something that, you know, Um, we're reviewing and vice versa, you know, developing our budget, you know, what we want to do with this. And so for us, we're going to definitely bring in some much needed positions that we do need to um, get out there. And then some of our positions that aren't full-time, we're going to be moving to a full-time status. So there are some definite things that I'm excited about. And so for us, you know, um, you know, it's just learning how to navigate and, you know, report what they need and just continue to have those really positive relationships. And so for myself, I've worked in other roles where I've had to do that same thing. Um, you know, I used to be a fifth and sixth grade teacher at a Minnesota institution, but it was also um, a special language, but they're also um, working with the tribal government. So it's kind of an interesting mix. And so I've Every job I've been in, you've had to have some kind of, you know, interesting mix, you know, balancing act. So for me, this is just a natural fit. So, um, yeah, I am excited about that. So, yeah, Well, so that's you how either. I work with them. I love that you all worked together on that, um, the tribal colleges within that state. And, and, and President Montgomery, you can answer this too. Are there, is there a message that you would like, you know, the land grant institution in Minnesota, the university systems within Minnesota, the state legislation, the tribal governments, is there a message you want them to know um, what they could provide more of or even a way to be a better relative in the work that we're all doing? Um, it sounds like they're on their way uh, or you are, you are working with them to get them on their way to, to be good relatives to the tribal colleges. But is there anything that you would like to just get out there for them to hear while you have the platform? And President Montgomery, you can go. Yeah, sure. I, um, you know, I, I really, I, I do want to say that, uh, first of all, I appreciate my uh, tribal college presidents. Um, we, we did work together and we were successful. I also appreciate all of the legislators um, at the state of Minnesota legislature who helped us and heard, you know, kind of amplified our voices, um, you know, listened to our needs, listened to us, listened to our students. Uh, we did take students with us to testify for two years in a row, uh, you know, to the to the Capitol. So so I do appreciate that. But the message that I'd like to, you know, to get out there is you know, we need the support and we need uh, people to understand that tribal colleges are, you know, accredited by the same accrediting agencies as real colleges, as uh, sometimes people, you know, refer to them as if we are not real colleges, we're just pretend colleges, right. you know, um, and I want to, um, you know, I want to, um you know, for our states, especially those states, and I'm not just talking about the state of Minnesota, because I know and I hear from uh, tribal college presidents from other states that this is the case. 
So for states that that have tribal colleges or have large numbers of tribal colleges like we do, uh, and other states have even more tribal colleges, to really, uh, you know, implement uh, education about tribes, mm -hmm. tribal laws, tribal sovereignty, um, and uh, tribal colleges into their whatever educational curriculum they have. And I'm talking about from legislative levels all the way down to county office levels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that, you know, I've been, all of us, I, I don't think I've been shocked. I mean, I just take it as a, as a given now because I know about it. But people who are new to the state, you know, sometimes are shocked about the fact that, you know, sometimes our county workers don't know basic mm -hmm. rules and laws and facts about tribes. And yes, I understand that we're government and we have more of a government to government relationship with the federal government. Of course, I understand that I'm a tribal college president, but we still are located within a reservation that is located partially within a county or multiple counties. And so, you know, I think it's really important for people, I think education, right, or illuminative education, I guess, is, mm -hmm. is so important. Um, and we're talking about human services, we're talking about, you know, K-12, we're talking about higher ed, um, you know, and all of those spaces. And so if I had a message to non-tribal entities, my message would be, please come to us and let us help you educate yourselves about Native American tribes on any component that you would like, um, or please get somebody to educate you about, you know, things like sovereignty and laws and regulations that, that are concerning our, our people. Absolutely. I think Anna, Shepherd, I think you unmuted. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with where she's coming from because, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about, you know, TCUs, tribal colleges and universities, is that we embed our culture and language right into our AA program. That is at our, our highest degree at our institution. And so one of the things, you know, um, that I've done is not only reached out to my peers in the TCU realm, but also my peers in other institutions. And so I have them also on standby so I can contact them. Um, but yeah, so I'm actually going to be meeting um, with a chancellor here um, I think it's next month for Minnesota State um, University Systems, which is huge because they have um, 32 universities and community colleges across the state. Um, so I'm excited about that. You know, we also have a really good relationship, um, you know, with a higher level at the student services level. So we're looking at articulation agreements. Um, we also um, have been reached out across the border. So North Dakota State University is actually bringing in um, some staff members, deans to come tour our college and see what we can do, maybe partner on some research, you know, grants. Um, we have another private institution. Um, they're on their second president since I've been there because one just retired and the, and the new one came on. So both of them have been at my institution, but that's from Concordia College too in Moorhead. Um, but they're really big on supporting their alma maters. And so that is my institution where I went to. So that's really nice. And so one of the things that we're exploring and then possibly exploring also with another TCU, which would be President Montgomery's, um, because we just don't have the numbers to have a TRIO standalone program. And so we're looking at, you know, partnering with another TCU, but also partnering with another institution where they can do all the PI work, you know, and the reporting and delegation. We can just um, receive the nice benefits of it. And so, because... Yeah, I've worked in trio world and, you know, I, I find so many positive things. So especially when my students are looking at going on and getting their bachelor's or higher, um, I'll look at where they're going to school. And if they have a trio program, hook them up so that way they continue to get those services. So, you know, there, there are just so many good things. But yeah, so, you know, definitely, um, you know, just make sure that you're working. So one of the things I'm excited about, too, in Minnesota 
um, they just passed it. Now it's all teachers that are licensed in K-12, um, they must have a diversity element to their licensure. And so I think that's where we can come in as a TCU, because I know I've, I've been preaching this to my cabinet. This is our niche. This Who's better to teach that than us?
you know, sometimes people are like, well, these are real colleges and these are tribal colleges. And I don't think people realize that the work that we do is so much more than a real college or, you know, non-tribal college does, right? The work that we do involves educating young people or people are from our community and kind of from the community service area, the area around com the community that a lot of our students are about 8.4% of our students are non-native for us. I don't know what Anna's percentage is, but we're, we run, you know, most tribal colleges run between 15 and 2%, somewhere in there, right? So we're educating people, not only how to connect with their identity, connect with their culture, connect with their spirituality, because not all of them know how to do that. And that comes from years of historical trauma and years of separation of people from their identity, from their land, from their place. So that's a job that we have. We have a job of educating our Indigenous students to be Indigenous people living in a modern world. And that we can have a podcast probably just on that, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, what is it like to be an Indigenous person prepared to live in a modern world and prepared to be a citizen of their nation, but also of the nation of the United States, how to advocate for themselves, their nation and the United, you know, their citizenship in the United States. And so I think that, um, you know, as tribal colleges, we, I, I believe we're successful in, in, in achieving that. And so one of the ways I know that, like, for example, one of the ways, and, and I think that, you know, we also have had this theme here with tribal college partnerships, right? So how we all help each other, how we all work together. We recently got uh, a grant, uh, a next gen grant. Uh, it's a STEM grant. It's a five-year grant in partnership with Fond du Lac Tribal College. This grant is going to enable us to not only help our students learn ways that they can be caretakers of the land that their ancestors were the original caretakers of. Really, that's what we're doing. We're also going to be re-educating or educating our community about that and guests to our community about that. Um, you know, we are developing a... Um, early uh, an indigenous early childhood teaching certificate in partnership with our Head Start. Um, that is something that we're very excited about because now we're going to be able to start not in the middle of development, but really in the beginning of development, right? And taking some of that education back, tying it back to land-based practices and land-based learning and place-based learning and cultural learning and language. We are developing um, a... I don't know that any other institutions have it. I don't want to say it's first of its kind because somebody else might have it, but I don't think so. We're developing an associate's degree right now in Ojibwe language and teaching Ojibwe language to in other spaces. So that's a huge thing for us, right? Talk about being a indigenous person living in a modern world. Now we have an, an accredited, we will have an accredited degree teaching an indigenous language, you know, or in indigenous language and in teaching indigenous language. I mean, that's super exciting, you know. So these are ways that we are, you know, not only preparing our students to be citizens, again, of, of multiple nations, as all Native American people are, uh, but also we're preparing our students to be advocates and nation builders, right? To, to continue to do, because what we want is we don't want our students to leave right. their nation, their place. We want them to stay. We want them to have the skills and the interests and the capacity to help their nation and their communities grow and thrive. And so, and so I think that if we think of tribal colleges in that sense, and as Anna said, you know, it's a place where culture and spirituality and identity and education and everything connect. We have, we as tribal college presidents and as tribal college staff and faculty have much bigger jobs that, and we're like doing this with like three people, basically, yeah. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, um, you know, so, so I think that, that that's kind of the awesomeness and the challenge of tribal colleges. Um, and it's difficult to ask for help. It's never mm -hmm. easy to ask for help. 
Uh, but we, we have to, we have to be able to ask for help as we did, you know, from the state, from the federal, you know, we're just, we're going, you know, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to travel to Washington, D.C., and we're going to bring our students and we're going to teach our students to advocate for themselves and for their communities. And that's a huge thing for, okay. for us to do, um, you know, because then they can teach their kids and their relatives about that. So so I think that, you know, we do a great job. And I think that it's a really multi-layered and complex job uh, that we do as tribal colleges. Um, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than a tribal college, but 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 it is a, it sometimes it's a complicated and challenging thing um to 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 be uh to 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 do this this work. I loved how you articulated that message so simply but so passionately um breaking down how we have to as they refer walk into world. So I loved that. Um President Shepard, do you want to wrap this question up? Or sure. So we're a little bit different. We're probably around um I would say you know, 20 to 25% are um, non-Indigenous, you know, for our student population. Oops, um, I'm supposed to be a statistician. How dare you? <laughs> that was my emphasis in my dissertation. Sorry. And, and so, yeah, no worries. So one of the things that, you know, I think is awesome is like, like President Montgomery said, she said, um, you know, that we have the same accreditation as our peers in the state. We have to, you know, meet the same criteria. Like I said, we have them coming this fall for a big accreditation, you know, so, you know, we're, we're preparing for that and getting that ready. Um, but one of the things that I think is really neat is that, you know, we open it up to all students. So we purposely in our name will say tribal and community college. And so that way it's opened up to everyone because you would not believe how many people think it's only for indigenous students. And it's like, no, it's for anyone. And so what I think is awesome is that TCUs, you know, tribal college and universities do have our non-Indigenous peers coming there because they're now going to be allies for us because they're going to get that information and be able to, you know, know what's happening, you know, in our Indigenous ways, but also to be a voice for us to help us, you know, navigate through this um, because that's in instrumental. So, um, so yeah, so I, I applaud anyone who has a lot of you know allies going to their college because that's a huge thing we we want to share our knowledge we just don't want to keep it to ourselves we want to share it and so like she was talking about you know we have all these different things that we need to do we just last week had um, a ceremony on campus and so some of our students this is the first time they get to experience ceremonies and so we did the changing of the seasons and so as staff we make sure that we bring in the food you know and you know um, come with our bundles and, you know, um, ribbon skirts, you know, with the proper attire, et cetera. So they get to experience that. Some of our staff members will do their naming ceremony at the college to open it up again, because usually that's, you know, a private thing with the immediate family, but they'll open it up just so students can experience again um, that language and information. So, and so with our college, we don't have, um, a teaching certificate, but we do definitely have Ojibwe Moan certificate. And so we're excited about that one. And, um, and I know um, President Montgomery is creating that piece. So I, I hope she goes for that Head Start Pathways um, grant. Um, we do have that currently right now. So we're educating all of our Head Start um, um, teachers, you know, or those who want to go into that field um, to help them with that navigation. But yeah, it is so imperative you know, to look at the educational realm, you know, from even um, pregnant moms, you know, getting that information out, because a lot of times people don't realize that the learning is already occurring, you mm -hmm. know, from the music that you're listening to, the books, how you talk, you don't want to be in a, an environment where it's, you know, a lot of negative things, because that has a huge impact on that child. So yeah, so there's a lot of education pieces. So yeah, I'm excited that they're also moving into that venue. So um, so going back to that question about some of the things. So yeah, I purposely wore this shirt and I've got to unbutton it here. But one of my current students, um, she's also going to be going out with me to DC. She made this. So WETCC and wrote their full name across it. So I was super That's excited because she came and gifted that to me. And so 
I was like, yes, I will wear this. And so she wanted me to have that. And yeah, she, she does different things, makes tumblers and, um, but yeah, so she's excited to come out there, um, share her story of why we need TCUs and then to talk about the ask. So this is their first time, um, you know, getting to do that information. So, you know, they're being stepped into a leadership role too, as you know, as a younger student, um, to have that experience and then, you know, to talk with us too, you know, we're very real, um, even on campus, I don't think I ever get referred to as President Shepard. It's always my first name. Um, and so, yeah, so that's fun. And so I, you know, I just went into a class and, um, and shared and talked about vision boards um, because it's our first year experience course. And so they're talking about that one because that was an interesting story. The faculty came into my office and she was just, you know, talking, you know, about the issue that she had, you know, wanted to address. And then she happened to look around. She's like, is that a vision board over there? I'm like, yes, that's my vision board. And so, um, <laughs> and so from that, that spurred, like, we have, you know, a unit on that. Would you be willing to come talk about that? So I'm like, yes. And so one of the other things that we are doing too, um, so I'm super excited, um, is Strengths Quest or Strength Finders. And we're going to be implementing that. So we're actually going to send one of our deans out to become a trainer. And so hey. that way we will take, you know, this information, um, because what I like to like about that is, um, I'm not sure how many of you've heard about this program, but basically you have the psychologist who kind of had, you know, kind of a, you know, paradigm shift. And he wanted to look at these fortune 500 companies and find out what traits do they possess that are similar. And so from that, he came up with this survey and the survey, um, you can do very quickly and it'll to identify what your top five talents are. And so if you focus on those talents, they will now become your strengths. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of a huge shift because how many times have you heard, you know, especially going back to your childhood, like practice makes perfect. You know, you got to keep yeah. doing that. Even you're not good at this. Let's keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And so this kind of changes that whole mindset and saying, you know what, we know that that's not your strength. That's not in your wheelhouse, but who do you know that is? Who can you partner to help you with that task at hand? Um, and then vice versa, now that you know your top five talent things are, let's make them these huge, bright, shining stars. So that becomes your area dominance and where you're really going to just take off and shine in. So I'm excited about that piece. And so, um, and then with that, we are going to have our students um, start to become mentors to other students. So that's going to be a huge shift. And so the other thing that we're looking at trying to create is bringing in elders. And so um, have them become mentors also for our students, because um, we know students, you know, have that respect and we'll listen to them. Um, just like with our student senate we brought in an elder and she brought in a talking stick and you know got them to navigate and work successfully so um and it's just so imperative because you know they are our first teachers that's where we learn um and so we got to acknowledge knowledge that and you know bring them in and just be that cohesive piece and like like um helen was alluding to we wear so many more hats because yes we have to do the education component but we also have to meet the needs of the students of where they're at. And so um, our student body looks very different than our peers. Um, you know, what we have to deal with, with, you know, constantly some, you know, different pieces from, you know, cars, you know, not working to, you know, childcare to vice versa, some mental health issues, um, our average students is around 32 to 34, right in that age range. So a lot of them have children, you know, or vice versa, their aunties and uncles, and they're now taking care of others. Um, they might be taking care of their parents or their grandparents. So we have a lot more different um, complexities and issues that we have to take into it. And um, vice versa, you know, one of our faculty members gets called a lot to, you know, preside, you know, with funerals and different ceremonies. So um, we have to be very understanding too. And, you know, the students in this class know that that's also a role that he has to do. And so 
again, it's a teachable moment um, that they get to do that and share that. So, yeah, so those are some things and that we definitely have coming down um, with the students. And so I'm excited to bring them out to DC too. So, and then also for them just to meet other TCU students. So they love that. They come back excited, like, oh, did you hear about this TCU, what they're doing? And we should do that. And so it's always kind of a thing where they get fired up. So, yeah. That is excellent. I feel like you are all change makers in your community and you're cultivating um, an environment where your students will one day um, be those change makers, very cyclical. You know, we often hear the seventh generation, not for just us. We're doing it all for those that will come after us. So I think you're doing important work. Um, and I really appreciate that you came and spoke with us today. Um, Jill, I don't know if you wanted to say goodbye to the ladies as well. Oh, I would love to say goodbye. You guys, uh, what an, it was amazing to listen to this. I was going to interrupt, but I was like, the, I, then it, it's so terrible if I interrupt because the conversation was so good between the three of you. Uh, I let's just give our, a hand to our uh, host of this mini series. Uh, focusing on tribal colleges and universities, Dr. Erica Moore. Erica, I think you're a pro. I think you've done this enough times now, we have to consider you a pro. No. Uh, no well, la uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, our guests today, we have Anna Shepard. She's the president of White Earth Tribal Community College. And Dr. Helen Montgomery, she's the president of Leech Lake Tribal College in Minnesota. Ladies, uh, we hope you had a great time on the podcast today, um, listening and learning from each other. Uh, what an honor it is to um, uh, use this platform to highlight today's um, colleges, uh, tribal colleges and universities. So thank you for being a part of it. Yes, thank you. I'm super excited um, just to share that information out there. So yeah, so Giga Wabaman. Yes, thanks, Joe. And thanks, Erica and Anna. Thanks for uh, pulling me into this. And Joe, um, as a tribal college president, I became interested in tribal law. So I am thinking about going to law school. So next time you see me, I will be President Dr. Helen Montgomery Esquire. So nice. added into that title, Joe. <laughs> that introduction we're gonna, next we're time. We're going to introduce you seven ways from Sunday, literally. Exactly. <laughs> you just put the whole alphabet up there. Yes. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And thank you for um, for for presenting us at the forum to talk about this. I feel like we came up with at least three more, um, you know, podcast topics uh, that we can spin out into an hour. But thanks again. Thank you so talk, much. Talk to the boss, Dr. Erica Moore, for she's got control of this mini series, so she can do as many of these as she wants. We decided. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, you've just add up.